If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Work From Your Happy Place, the podcast that equips you with the tools, know-how, and motivation to live your dreams and find your happy place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a recap of the week's guests and a preview of what's in store. To sign up, simply text the word HAPPY PLACE with no space to 33444. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce the host of Work From Your Happy Place, Belinda Ellsworth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Work From Your Happy Place. I'm your host, Belinda Ellsworth, and I'm very excited to introduce you to our guest today. I have Steph Hammerman Roach with me, and Steph is the world's first CrossFit Level 2 trainer with cerebral palsy. Nike signed her as their first sponsored adaptive athlete from 2018 to 2022. It is my pleasure to welcome Steph to our show today. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. So, Steph, why don't you just fill us in a little bit on your background? Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you became uh, this title that you have today in working with Nike. We're excited to hear your oh, story. Thank you so much. Um, well, I will say that my story is a pretty broad story, but I was born with cerebral palsy. I am about to be 33 years old, so I've lived with CP my whole life, and I really don't know anything different. Um, I grew up in quite a large family, and it included having um, a twin brother, so I really kind of credit that to making me be as independent as possible just because I always really wanted to try to either keep up with him or keep up with my other siblings. And um, I had an incredible group of friends growing up. So I never really noticed uh, anything about me that was different. I just kind of lived in this uh, in this world that I constantly was having to adapt to. Um, and it wasn't until... I really started going into 
the older years of my life into my teens and early 20s to really understanding what it meant to truly have to advocate for myself. Um, so a uh, little Cliff Notes version, I guess, for right now. So I live with cerebral palsy, but about six years ago, I uh, came to, up to another adversity and I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma stage 3B. And so I am six years cancer free oh now. And uh, yeah, in that... Yeah. In that time, I did get signed by Nike um, as their first adaptive training athlete. I worked with Nike for four years uh, and we had recently, um, my contract with them had recently ended. But just like everybody else in the world of the pandemic, your whole kind of life flips on its head and you kind of had to figure out how to pivot. So before the pandemic, I was working in the CrossFit space. I actually owned my own CrossFit gym and I'd owned my CrossFit gym from 2018 until 2020. And then that's when our, you know, everybody's life kind of turned upside down. And uh, I turned our CrossFit gym completely virtual. So I teach all of my classes now online. I teach 30 classes a week and my business is called Staying Driven Fitness. And we cater to mainly adaptive athletes like myself, as well as the senior population and some able-bodied people, but kind of proving to people that fitness can be for anybody and fitness, anyone that has a body is able to do fitness, take care of themselves and just be part of an incredible community. So um, I think it gives us a lot to talk about. And then uh, in uh, April of this year, I actually released my very first book. So, and that is called Driven. And that whole book is a memoir up to this date about my life. And I hope that it brings people inspiration, motivation, and kind of teaches them that no matter what adversities life throws at you, um, you can always get back up and create something pretty incredible for yourself. Wow, that's an amazing story. Um, because that's a lot of challenges to for one individual to deal with. And yet you still have, um, I can tell just by talking to you, an extremely um, positive, up, upbeat uh, spirit, which I absolutely love. So um, a lot of people with those challenges just would not persevere forward. They would let either one of them get them down or the, the other one. You know, it's like you have a business, it closes, which a lot of us dealt with. But getting cancer on top of your other challenges certainly is a lot of adversity that you have um, navigated your way through and stayed extremely positive throughout the entire experience. I definitely had no other choice. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, how was it that you got interested in fitness? That's a great question. So, um, I went to college. I started college in 2008 and I went to college, did my undergrad from 2008 to 2012. And in that time frame, I really started to realize that I was taking care of a lot of things around me. I was very involved in school. Um, socializing was really important to me, but it wasn't um, necessarily in the way that, you know, is the ter- stereotypical 
like uh, parties or anything like that. I loved to be in, mm-hmm. uh, I loved to be in educational leadership roles and I got really involved in every activity that I could get involved in on campus. And it was my sophomore year of college. I started to realize that I was slowing down a little bit and I, and it was hard for me to kind of um, motivate myself and, and, and want to get myself from point A to point B. And so I started really getting into taking care of myself. Um, Not only just losing a bunch of weight, but making sure that I was able to be as healthy and as strong as possible. And so from 2010 to 2012, I started laying the groundwork of what my fitness journey has really now become. Um, I started as a competitive hand cyclist, and I did that for about three to four years, and I really, really enjoyed it. But in the middle of that, I ended up finding a CrossFit gym on May 3rd of 2012. I walked into my first CrossFit gym, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the community. I fell in love with the idea that um, the perception of the sport is that it's really, really difficult. But in reality, it's really accepting, and anyone can adapt it to their own abilities. And I just fell in love with the idea that you could constantly be evolving and constantly constantly be changing um, the things that you can do with your body and also just challenging what you thought you couldn't do, you know, four months ago or five mm-hmm. months prior. And so in 2012, that's when I really started to understand that I had more than just like a hobby in fitness. It really started to become a passion in fitness. Um, And then I went off to do my graduate degree. I got my master's degree in higher education and student affairs. And while I was finishing my degree, all of my cohort was were doing um, internships that had to do with the actual field of higher education. And I just, uh, I gravitated more towards wanting to be in the recreation field and wanting to be in um, the fitness field. And instead of the dean of the college, like, you know, basically uh, shying away from my passions, she told me to go like head forward into it. And she gave me the green light to be able to do my um, completion internship um, to be able to complete the degree at a CrossFit gym. And that's where I truly fell in love with not only being an athlete, but becoming a coach. And I learned through a lot of lessons of you know, failure and a lot of mistakes that I was actually really good at connecting with human beings as a coach. And that's kind of where it took off from there. Wow, that's exciting. So, and how wonderful that you had a teacher that was able to recognize that and allow you to live out that passion and and help direct you because that's so important, right? She was incredible. And unfortunately, she's since passed. But I mean, her name was Dr. Holiday, and she she was tough. She was a tough cookie too. I, I remember she was, you know, uh, she was just this tiny, beautiful lady, but she was tough. And I didn't know that she would give me the green light, but when she did, she really—I don't think she understands that she truly 
changed the whole course of of my life. And yet I was still able to walk away with um, my degree, <laughs> which was also pretty amazing. That is. So then how did you connect with Nike? Um, so the Nike thing happened uh, way later. I, pro- my first connection with Nike was probably in late 2016, like right after I had finished going through cancer all my cancer treatment and I was just wanting to get back into um you know my training regimen and um I simply had just reached out to somebody that I knew and said hey I'd love to you know try a pair of shoes see if it works for me because I keep you know anytime that I would run with my crutches I would ruin a pair of shoes in like two to three weeks because of the way that I drag my foot And so they just agreed to send me the shoe, no problem. And then I would give them written feedback and I spent a lot of time on it. And about three weeks later, they called me and they offered me um, a contract as one of their paid athletes. And it was pretty cool for a while. And we did a lot of uh, research development things on, on different adaptive products and how we could better work with the adaptive community. So it was a really cool experience, and I got to to do that for quite a while. Oh, good! Yes, that is uh, that's incredible. So everybody's got sort of their their superpowers, and that helps them in owning their own business and in in success in in business and life. And so what have you sort of identified as a couple of your superpowers? Um, My superpower is people. My superpower is compassion and empathy and connection. Um, I've just, I don't know if it's just been in me. My my whole life is to have patience and and just empathy for what somebody is going through. Um, And I think sometimes that can kind of bite you in the butt as a business owner, because sometimes you can have uh, either too much empathy or or you feel for everybody's struggles, right? And so when I mm-hmm. owned my CrossFit gym, you know, the brick and mortar gym, I struggled a lot with listening to a lot of people's sob stories and why they couldn't pay full memberships. And sometimes, you know, I would just let things slide. And at the end of the day, I learned a really expensive lesson from owning that brick and mortar. Because for a long time, I used to think that that business venture was a complete failure. And I used to kick myself and think like, man, I just really screwed up. And it, it was a, it was a really tough thing to be able to a pill to swallow. And it was just hard to realize that like we had to close the doors. But when we pivoted to staying driven and what we do now, um, I have taken those lessons with me. And yes, I can still have compassion and empathy and just be patient with people. But it doesn't mean that I have to devalue what I do or what we do as a company. And I think it's kind of given me the ability to be more successful in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's a lesson that a lot of business owners need to learn. So that's, it's just a, it, it's a good way to learn the lesson and move forward and, and, and be better for it, you know, and not beat yourself up over it. So that's great. So um, let's talk a little bit about, so one of your greatest accomplishments, what's something that, I mean, you've got so much to be proud of, but is there a standout or a pinch me moment that is just super exciting for you? Uh, I'd have to say my book. I worked really, really, really hard. <laughs> hard on my book. And, um, you know, I've been wanting to write 
write a book and tell my story ever since I was eight years old. And I just felt like, you know, someday Oprah is going to read my book and it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> and I'm going to be, you know, on her bestseller list. And like, I remember having those dreams. And even though, uh, you know, Oprah hasn't called yet and wanted to, <laughs> to, to, to read my book, I, I've yeah. um, had some pretty incredible people reach out and tell me that they, they love the book, that the, the story really resonates with them. And because it's not just a story about my life and about, um, you know, all the adversity. It's really a book too that the reader should be able to read and take um, some things away from them, take, you know, the golden nuggets away and, and kind of use them in their own life. So um, while I have a lot to be proud of, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for finishing that project. Absolutely. I was going to assume that as I was going into the question. I'm sure finishing your book was one of the things you're really proud of. And then I thought, no, I'm going to let her yeah. answer that because it is, it's challenging writing a book for anyone. And so I applaud you um, for getting that done. And you never know, Oprah yeah. still might read that if book. If you're right? listening, Oprah, I would love yes. to send you a copy of my book. <laughs> there you go. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let's talk about then one of your greatest challenges that you have faced and how did you work through that? Either business lesson, life lesson. Well, I think I talked a little bit about the business part of that. So um, I'm mm -hmm. not going to rehash everything, but I do think that um, just learning what value truly means to you. So like if you value your time or you value your business, you value this podcast the amount of effort that you're putting into it is going to show. And then you need to kind of base, if you're offering something to somebody else, don't be afraid to to set a, a higher price on something, you know, because if somebody sees the value in it and they can see what they can get out of it, you know, you're, you're going to end up, it's going to be a success for both parties involved or whoever's involved. Um, I think personally, um, you know, 
Nobody ever wants to hear that they have cancer, right? Nobody ever wants to hear mm-hmm. from a doctor that, you know, your whole life is going to change and, and you know, you're, you're never going to be the exact same person you were walking into that doctor's office. And I can only speak from personal experience because everybody's cancer experience is different and not everybody, you know, is as lucky as... I was and I am and I'm very grateful for that. Um, But my cancer experience taught me a lot about my body and what it is capable of of doing and healing and, and I don't respect my body enough. And I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but I don't think I gave my body the the respect that it deserved before I was diagnosed. I used to hate on my body so much and I used to be so hard on myself and I still am. I'm not perfect because everybody wants, you know, to to keep striving for a different kind of goal. But I'm definitely not like as I'm not as angry with my body anymore. And that that okay. was a really big thing. Wow, that is a that is that's a big lesson or a big aha moment in life. And I think that's one that a lot of people, um, they need to have more respect for their bodies at wherever it is. Like if we just took care of the body that we have, how much stronger and better could we be in, in, in live a more healthier life in the long term? And I don't think people look in the long term and I'll including myself like it's only been recent that I'm like gosh I gotta you know you always think I'm gonna get it together like because you want to grow old well do you know what I mean you want to be strong you want to be healthy and um and I just think people don't give their bodies the respect that it needs to that it's your job to take care of it do you know what I mean and it's not even the fact of taking care. I mean, yes, it is taking care of your body, but like we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and the first thing we we say to our body is not going to be, oh, you're so beautiful. I really like the way that I look and that needs to change, right? Is like, I, I, wish, yep. mm-hmm. I wish that I could see myself through my husband's eyes every day. Because he tells me every day how beautiful, how sexy, how wonderful, how much he loves me. Like, And he doesn't just say it to say it. He says it because he means it. And I, I often wish that I could see myself the way he sees me. And it's hard. It's, it's hard as a woman. It's hard in general when you, you know, I, like I said, I'm about to be 33 years old. And when I was 26, my, my body just went through a crazy amount of, of medication, hormone therapy, like there was nothing I could do. And, you know, I still live with part of that every day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad that that is, that, that was your big takeaway from that. Uh, I think everybody, like you said, has a different cancer journey and they walk away either feeling lots of different feelings. I mean, like I've talked to numerous people after that journey is completed, but um, that is, that was a, 
a big, that was beautiful what you said about your husband. It was very touching. And um, gosh, if we if we could all see ourselves that way, that would be <laughs> amazing, wouldn't he's, it? He's pretty incredible. I mean, and that's one part of this story that I wrote in my book. Um, my husband actually wrote the forward to my book. And um, just to see how he, he sees the world from his perspective, because he is able-bodied. And um, people often make these assumptions about us as as an interable couple and, and, you know, how they think that he either takes care of me all the time and does all these things for me, but we are in an equal marriage. And it's really interesting to kind of hear his perspective and, and see kind of how he navigates the world from people's perspective about being with me, right? Because that's a whole nother layer of the onion that, you know, nobody ever really thinks about because I've, I've dealt with people staring at me or saying silly things to me my whole life, right? But then when you add, when you add yeah. another layer from the person who loves you the most, like, it's really, it's really interesting to kind of see his perspective and, and the way that he's, he reacts to those people is incredible. And I wish more people could experience that kind of love because it's not about, yeah. Wow. And, and what are some of the ways that he is able to navigate through that? Well, number one, my husband was a fireman for nine years. And so I think he learned a lot of lessons from, you know, seeing people in some of the worst moments of their life, seeing people going through the yeah. last moments of their life, unfortunately, seeing people go through really high moments, like um, whether they were giving birth or, you know, reuniting with someone. Um, but I think he also has a level of of empathy and a level of just understanding of a, the greater world that it doesn't really it doesn't affect him in the way of he's never looked at me and been like oh I feel horrible for you because you use a wheelchair or you use crutch like he's just he's never been like that and I think it's just okay well this is gonna be different let's kind of figure it out and you know we're just like mm -hmm. any other couple like you know we 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 love each other really deeply and really hard, but it's, we're not perfect. We have days where, you know, we both frustrate each other or it's, it, you know, it's just like any, any married, any married <laughs> couple or any relationship. That's not, nothing is perfect. Right. But I, I, I love that he sees me for being imperfect because everyone has this perception that, oh, you know, she uses a wheelchair and, uh, oh, you know, poor Steph, you know, I, I've had people touch me on my head and want to pray for me and all this kind of stuff. And they don't realize that this is this is the only life I've ever known. The only life I've ever known. So I don't know what it is to just stand up and run away. I don't know what it is to just, you know, pick up or pick myself up from bed and just like get up and go walk to the bathroom. That's not how that works for me. It's a whole process. You know, if I have to get up, I have to roll over. I've got to sit up. I've got to grab my crutches or get in my chair and move to the next room, <laughs> you know? So I don't really, I don't right. know any different. And so I think he respects that process. And I think it's never, it's never been a big deal. Whatever big deal we've ever come across, we've just looked at it and been like, okay, now what? You know, 
Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So what does working from your happy place mean to you? Oh, I like this question. Um, It just means that you don't have to, you get to, right? I don't have, Uh I don't have to coach classes. I get to coach classes, right? I don't have to go to work. I get to go to work and I create this space for myself. And I think it's just having the ability and the flexibility to realize like, um, you know, I'm changing people's lives and I'm impacting people, but it's on my terms and the way that I want to impact people and the way that I want to use my voice. And I think that's really powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Um, so what advice would you give to others wanting to start their own business? Number one, find something that you're really, really passionate about. Um While plans are important, I also think that it's just important to actually like love what you're doing and love what you're selling. Um, You know, make sure you have a good team of people around you and people that believe in you um, and just understand that nobody is going to love or work for your business the way that you are going to love or work for your business. So just kind of keep that in mind and know that you can do it too. It's it's not that it's not going to be hard and there aren't going to be really frustrating days, but at the end of the day, it's really rewarding. That is fantastic advice. So thank you for sharing that. And what are any new and exciting things that you have coming up? So you've ended your contract and you just released your book. And so like, what's on the horizon for yeah. you, Steph? So coming up in 2023, I have a couple book signings. I'm going actually um, to New Jersey January 14th. I will be at Thunder Road Books, which is exciting. So I'm going to be going from Arizona to New Jersey for the weekend and kind of spending some time, hopefully um, meeting some incredible people and, and selling the book, which will be fun. And just really trying to grow the business in in a little bit different directions and hopefully evolve so that, um, you know, we can do bigger and better things in 2023. Fun. Now, you said you're doing 30 online classes. Is that per month? A week. A week. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I have a pretty incredible staff. Our business is almost three years old, believe it or not. And uh, I work with individual memberships as well as corporate memberships. Um, So like if you had a larger company and you wanted to do fitness, uh, you know, or give them the ability to do group fitness together, we do large group classes. And then we also do individual memberships. Wow, that is fantastic. Um, What I, I, I... I was going to ask you what made you fall in love with CrossFit, but I loved your answer. And that was that everyone is at their own pace. And that is what makes CrossFit unique. Yeah, I think functional fitness in general, I mean, CrossFit is the methodology, right? Um, But functional fitness is literally things that are just keeping you functional, picking things up off the floor, putting things in cabinets, putting things, something above your head so that let's say you wanted to put dishes away safely or, you know, you wanted to take your dog for a walk, you need stability, core stability to be able to do, you know, things like that. So I think um, what we do at Staying Driven, the, the foundation of the methodology is CrossFit, but I really try to focus on 
being as functional and keeping people as functional as possible. Wow, that's so great. Well, Steph, this has been absolutely delightful. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and our listeners today. And uh, thanks for completing your book, (laughs) Driven. I'm sure people can get that on Amazon and at their bookstores. It's is that the best place yeah, to find if that? if you guys uh, want to grab it, it's on Amazon. And if you have read it or are going to read it and you're done with it, I would really appreciate an Amazon review. It helps us a lot as, as writers as well, just to kind of know your feedback. But yeah, the best place to do is probably Amazon. Fantastic. And uh, thank you again for sharing your story. And I wish you much continued success as you continue your journey. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for listening. We know you have a choice of where to spend your time and we're delighted that you chose to spend it with us today. Please follow or subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram. And the best thing that you can do for either Steph or myself is to share this with a friend. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time on Work From Your Happy Place. Thanks for joining us at Work From Your Happy Place. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. For a free gift on finding your own happy place, please visit workfromyourhappyplace.com and click on the free audio button. Thanks again for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.